Why Not Basketball Podcast, episode one five zero. Damn it! Turn my phone volume down. All right. Uh, one fifty. I did put a little yellow slash gold outline on the episode thumbnail. I hope people noticed that. Uh, nailed it right on the money. Um, and uh, we're on a back to back. A lot of in an era where players in the NBA. Don't play on back-to-backs. Here we are on a back-to-back. Here we are, yeah. So nice try. No load management over here. Off of victory, um, still getting over, you know, I mean, just celebrating the Illini victory along with the, the pool victory champion here, uh, you know. so it Move along. Uh, deal with me. Uh, what's up, MJ? Let's go. He says, Imbrats was here earlier. He can't stick around. He said, give Harris the credit he deserves. I don't think Harris was that good in this game, but okay. Uh, Illinois beats Northwestern 66-62 after a brutal start to the game, uh, 19 points in the first half. Um, Illinois comes out in the second half, uh, reminiscent of, what did you say it was, 2021? Yep. um, And outscores Northwestern by 22 in the second half. So um, let's just get into the players of the game. Uh, Yeah, Sincere Harris who I went with. He was also Underwood's player of the game, so that's right. Me and Coach got this right. I don't know what you're doing, but um, okay. <laughs> sorry, just taking shots. Uh, 24 minutes, he was 3 or 4 from the field, 6 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 turnover, um, but his biggest thing was his defense against Boo Booey um, coming down the stretch uh, with 11 minutes left after Boo put up 32 points already. Uh, Sincere started to hold him down. Um, and, and it was more Sincere, Coleman, kind of the, those two switching off. Um, but Sincere was a big part of that. Uh, held him to three points over the last 1130 or something like that. Um, he also had a great, great dunk on the breakaway. He had a nice little floater. And then Kelly Pfeiffer tried to take him out of the game by tripping him. Um, and then he had the game tying bucket to tie it at 59. So, uh, Underwood said of sincere, his layup was huge. That was an instinctive play of rip driving and beating a guy for a layup. So, um, and and just getting this out there for Illini Twitter, um, Brad Underwood did not make an adjustment to finally put sincere on. Um, I went back and looked, uh, and boo booey had 11 of his 22 in the first half with sincere guarding him. So sincere just decided he said that at halftime that TJ and Meyer and Coleman all said, all challenged him to play better defense. Um, and, and he did, he stepped up, uh, Epps gave up a three and sincere got inserted in, into the game and kind of stepped up and started, uh, you know, playing better defense against Bowie, uh, Underwood, was asked about uh, Sincere, and he said, quote, Sincere is always on. He is going to make a mistake. He's a freshman. He takes great, great pride in guarding the basketball. Tonight he elevated his teams and his teammates, and he elevated us to a level that was pretty doggone high. Doggone? Did you say doggone? What are we doing? (laughs) Crypto, what's going on? Uh, MJ says, I am secure enough to say I debated watching the second half. Glad I did. That's fair. That's fair. 19 points is, is absolutely 
disgusting. So. I think this was different than the other one in the sense that Illinois was still down a lot with like 11 minutes left. They were still yeah. down, what, like 12 or 11? Like yeah. the other one was just Northwestern at 13 points in the second half and the other one. Right. Um, yeah, and it, Illinois got it within four. And then, uh, you know, you tweeted out that Northwestern was going to go on a run, which they did 12-0 run. So good job by you. So me. Um, Yep. But yeah, sincere. He just he plays with that passion, that energy, um, and you know he was stomping down the court after stopping Boo. And I, and I got to throw this out there because my buddy just kept telling me last night that I have to. Um, and he goes, "What's that guy doing? Is he is he is he okay?" And I said, "He's stomping down the court, going boo hooey, boo hooey." So uh, write that down. Make a shirt. Boo hooey. Yep. Good job. Um, I mean, Underwood still had about, 30, 36 points. Yeah, I know. But, okay. but he only had three in the last uh, 12 minutes. That's all that matters. Um, I felt like Boo tried Turned to go hero ball. More, yeah. Uh, and that had a lot to do with what Terrence happened. Shannon, Matthew Myers special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Underwood was asked about Sincere's passion and his energy. And he said, quote, that's what it should be about. That's just sheer passion for competing and playing the game. That's one of the things I loved about recruiting him. He would try to take his mother's ball if they were playing one-on-one. That's just who he is. I love that. Brad had some great quotes. So, um, yeah, sincere, just, I mean, you tell his energy, everything else, uh, you know, it just kind of stepped up everybody's game. Illinois kind of went small ball because Dane was struggling. And, and sincere had some some buckets there, too, that, that you'd like to see. So, um yeah. You all right? Yeah, I'm trying to tweet something. Um yeah, uh yeah. for sure. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh good game for sincere. It's kind of hard for me to sit here and be like, I had six points, he should be the player of the game. And when the guy who literally carried them in the offensive end and was right as efficient as he could be um in his second best game of the year, I think you gotta go Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh TJ Shannon, I guess is what we're calling him, which I refuse to do. I'm just not doing that. Uh, but yeah, Terrence Shannon Jr., um, 26 points in 28 minutes. Uh, not a good first half for him at all. Uh, I think it's safe to say that he was not himself in the first half, and his jersey was untucked the entire game, which was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eight for 10 from the field. At least his letter, his number didn't get ripped off like Boo Booey's. That was True. interesting. True. I thought he might have 50 after that happened. It's like, it's one of those things where they're going to be like, oh my God, he was wearing the jersey number four with no name on the back. And he had 50 points. Oh my God. That didn't happen. Uh, four for five Close. from three. I believe he was four for four from three in the second half because he missed a three in the first half. That was an air ball, which I'd love to see an air ball counter. He's got to have like eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, six for nine from the free throw line, which isn't great, but what can you do? Uh, 26 points. 24 in the second half. His only score in the first half was a mid-range jumper off of a pump fake pump three. Fake, yeah. uh, one rebound, one steal, one block, three turnovers. Um, UCLA Terrence. Yeah. AKA, uh, also known as TJ Shannon, also known as Terrence Shannon Jr., also known as. He's got all the names. Sniper the names T. Yeah. Um, and Brad Underwood did say UCLA Terrence, but I knew he would. He did. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, this was much more. I had it wasn't a better performance than the UCLA game, but it was uh, it was close. I mean, 
It was yeah. much. I, I think it was a much more of a team on my back than the UCLA game. Yeah, he he seemed he seemed very confident, especially you know sitting two games out. Um, I know the first half not so much, but uh, that first three that he made to start the second half, uh, I think you know really boosted him. And then you know Meyer makes a three. Meyer gets fouled on a three. Surprise, surprise! Twice this game, um, and then Terrence makes another three. So. After starting 0 for 11, for the team to come back and, and keep shooting them, knocking some down, that really helps. Um, Shannon was asked about his thought press process at the end of the game, and uh, he said, quote, my thought process at the end of the game was about getting stops. I wasn't worried about the offensive side. Um, Underwood, like you said, referred to him as UCLA Terrence, but he said that uh, he said that he usually doesn't start guys that have been out for a week or longer, so that's why he didn't start. Talked about how RJ came off a good game, so he he wasn't worried about not starting uh, TJ in this game. Of course, he did start the second half, so uh, he must have felt a little bit better after that. Um, but Brad said, I thought that his defense on Chase was every bit, bit as good as his offense. Uh, Chase Aldige was held to three for 14 shooting, one for three from three, and seven points. Uh, yeah, Chase Aldige had a boo-booey type game from what we've seen <laughs> yeah. against, against Illinois. And I, I think Adij got the best of Shannon in the first matchup and Shannon got him back here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and he also forced uh, four turnovers. He, uh, TJ had that big steal mm-hmm. late in the second half um, that helped too. So uh, crypto says was watching with my grandson last night. Told him it was bedtime at halftime. He didn't put up a fight because we sucked so bad. Now he's watching the recorded second half, losing his shit. LOL. He's five. Uh, Wesley said, just joined. I don't know if you guys noticed Epps on the bench last night. Oh, we'll get there. Or heard anything about it. I was there and noticed he wasn't up with the guys towards the end. He was down bad. Yeah, we're going to talk about Epps here in a little bit. Uh, We actually just started, so. Uh, Pogs, yeah, sincere, sincere's defense, uh, TJ doing everything in the second half. Again, his defense was really good in the second half also. Um, so those guys were definitely good. Uh, Ty Rogers was the other guy that was on the podium. Um, but, uh, those, those two guys were kind of the guys that, that carried Illinois, uh, with that smaller lineup too. Dane was not good. So uh, Illinois kind of went with that. Two starters playing less than 20 in this game. Yeah, they went with Coleman, uh, you know, playing the five, which opens up the court. I mean, Illinois couldn't do anything against that double team uh, that Northwestern does. So uh, it, it was definitely a great game plan in the second half by Underwood, who never makes an adjustment. So uh, Matthew Meyer, 32 minutes, two of nine from the field, two of seven from three. 8 for 10 from the free throw line, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 6 turnovers. Saving up for Sunday, dude. I mean, that has he had even close to 6 turnovers this Um, year? I think a lot of those turnovers were a classic case of like, nobody can do anything, so I'm going to try to do something. I mean, he had 3 against... uh, Three against Rutgers, and then I think he had two or less in every other game this year. So that was yeah, and, and I, a lot of it was. I mean, I, it seems like Illinois just wasn't ready for the Northwestern double team. Um, and and 
Meyer was trying to post up and I, you know, I know Meyer has length, but he's just not the kind of guy that can, can post up against a team like Northwestern that attacks so hard. Once you put it on the floor, um, you saw that a lot from Dane, uh, how Dane couldn't barely do anything. Um, he got <laughs> fouled on two threes this time. I think he made all six free throws in that sequence. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, good for him. Uh, I don't know. The, the one he did, would even get touched. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. Those are rough calls. Uh, yeah. what that was, but, uh, and, and I thought probably the biggest play of the game um, involved Meyer. Uh, it was more Ty Rogers than Meyer, but um, TJ missed two free throws. Ty Rogers gets the offensive rebound and they kick it around to Matthew Meyer with like seven and a half left, hits a three to get the game within four, um, which could have been a huge swing the other way if, if Ty Rogers doesn't get that rebound. Um, and then, uh, he had that tough charge called on him late in the game. Uh, boo, boo, he slipped in front of him. It, it was one of those 50, 50 calls that Kelly Pfeiffer is going to call 90, 10. So it is what it is. And then, uh, I thought a really big play from him was when Coleman took that three late in the game. I think it might've been under a minute and Meyer kind of soared over everybody. Um, ball got knocked out of bounds by Northwestern, but. That was a pretty big play for Matthew Meyer, who uh, offensively he wasn't anything special, but he's still doing the you know getting eight rebounds. Uh, the the kick to Shannon for the three to start the second half was really nice. So Matthew Meyer continues to play well even when he's not shooting as well. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, thirty one minutes, three of nine, zero for five from three, six points, four rebounds, three steals, one block, zero turnovers. So really like to see the zero turnovers from Coleman. Uh, has he had a game with zero turnovers? Maybe mm. one or two. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he, he, at times he just seemed very nonchalant this game. Uh, he wasn't aggressive to the basket like he had been the last few games, uh, but his defense down the stretch was huge. Like I said, he switched off on boo twice. I think, um, the one he got the jump ball called, and then the last one was with two seconds left where, uh, you know, he ended up blocking Boo's shot. He was on Boo earlier in that, and he, he put two hands on him. Uh, I don't know why. Like, I would have taken a Boo step back rather than him driving past Coleman, but it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, Cole, he, I just, you know, he just, there's just times there, there was a, Boo Booey was shooting free throws and he missed the second one. And Coleman Dame put a body on uh, Nicholson, I think his name is. Uh, sure. <laughs> and I just thought it would be like he ended up tipping it out and got the rebound. But if but if they don't get that, I think Illinois was down three at that point. If he doesn't get that rebound, you know, Illinois could have been hurting from that. So uh, it's his third game with zero turnovers. Hey, I'm at Wisconsin. And home home opener or season opener against Eastern Illinois. Nice. At least he didn't turn it over against Eastern. Uh, yep. Jay, what's going on? Uh, Jay says, couldn't believe that comeback, especially after it got down to four. Epps misses a wide open three. Then Northwestern goes on a 10-0 run. I think it was a 12-0 run. Um, thought it was over after that. I think everybody thought that. I believe Illinois was a 7% chance to win after that, that 12-0 run. So... 
Jay said he's getting sick of the drop coverage. Illinois sucks at guarding the screens, especially if there's switching going on too. Yeah, especially when a guy can just clear out with his ass every time too and not get a moving screen call. So that makes it tough. Um, they they did uh, Underwood talked about it. They went under a lot of threes. There it is. They went under a lot of screens, which they don't usually do. Um, which Northwestern got to shoot threes. See, um, Northwestern 12-0 run right here. And that was with about under 15 minutes to go in the half, in the second half. And Illinois, after the 12-0 run, respond with a 14-2 run. And as you can see, Northwestern right about here with just over 10 minutes left was about 92% to win probably is, is right about there. If this is 75 and this goes up yeah. 80, 85, 90, and they're just above that. So probably about 92 right here after the 12-0 run when it was uh, 52 to 39. So, and then Illinois, the 14 to two run right about here when they're up 63, 61. And it's like, okay, here we go. And then boom. Yeah. A lot I, going on. I think there. Illinois ended on like a 20 to five run or something like that. So yeah, uh, made the runs when they wanted to. Or when they needed to, not wanted to. That was silly. Sure. Uh, sure. You just gonna sure me all all day. Seven point six here today. Seven. Yes. Uh, seven point six percent chance to uh, win for Illinois when it was fifty-two to thirty-six with eleven eleven left. Sure. College basketball. Sure. All right. Uh, Ty Rogers, thirty minutes. He was three of five, six points, eight rebounds, one assist, one turnover. Um. I sure. already talked about the big rebound. Um, I also thought a big play by him was when Sincere yep. uh, fouled Bowie on that off ball, and he started stomping, yelling, screaming, and Ty just kind of grabbed the back of his jersey and was like, shut the hell up, dude. You can't get teed up right now. And the great analysts recognized that because Hummel, Hummel recognized it right away. I don't think yeah. that the other morons that they throw out there on Big Ten <laughs> Network would have recognized that yeah. right away. Yeah, and I – you know – I. I don't know if if Coleman doesn't get teed up and all that stuff happens at Indiana. I I there's no doubt in my mind sincere should have been teed up for that. I mean, that was a little little extreme. I, at least he was kind of going away from everybody while he was doing it. He wasn't kind of going at a ref, but you know, um, I also thought another big play by Ty uh, Nicholson had a wide open layup. Ty kind of bumps him in the back, but still blocks the shot under. I think it was under a minute. Um, to send when Illinois was up to to send Nicholson to the line, who I think is like a 45, 48% free throw shooter. Yeah. Um, that I thought that was huge that, that he had, he had the mindset to, to foul him and make sure he didn't make it. So they, yeah. that's just the, the things Ty does. Uh, um, can I also yeah. address this? Um, I think Rothstein tweets out, I think he tweets out sincere Harris glue guy. I think Ty Rogers is more of a glue guy, glue guy than sincere. Glue you know why? Why? Because I think when it comes to being a glue guy, you know, the mm-hmm. Mark Vitals of the world when he was a Baylor, I think rebounding is a huge part of that. And Ty Rogers is probably the best rebounder on this team. Oh, so 100%. I look at him and I think he's more of a glue guy. Than Especially for his size. He's 6'6", right? So for his size yeah. to be able to rebound like he does is – Really yeah, impressive. I, the, the way he jumped over 
the guy boxing him out to get that rebound when TJ missed the two free throws was it, I mean, it's just what he does though. I mean, you, it's not like here, here are the steps for a glue guy. I think <clears throat> um, rebounding Ty Rogers does that better than sincere. I think if I need somebody to go to the rim and score, I think right now and the way he's been doing it, Ty Rogers can do that more than sincere, especially because Ty Rogers can be physical, kind of bang around there a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this is not a knock on sincere. I just think that Ty Rogers is more of a glue guy. If we're going to talk about the best glue guy or the biggest one on this team, it's probably Ty Rogers. Yeah. And, and for as wild as he looks at times, he has really good body control. Um, the, the the one that he he went to the lane and he kind of was able to set himself and and get that off the glass. I don't know if Sincere could do that right now, um, no. <laughs> but but Ty made it happen. Uh, he also got put at, at the one spot quite a bit in this game, um, which I I questioned at the beginning of the year um, preseason uh, him being the point guard, but he's doing a really good job at it. Uh, even when Epps was in, he was he was still. Uh, being the point guard. So um, Terrence Shannon uh, said something in the post game. Um, and he said, quote, he's always been the one, by the way, he's just playing his role on the team and doing a great job at it. When they asked him to get on the ball, it just got him back to him, his old self, <laughs> him old self. I, I don't know if he really said him or if I just wrote it down like that. Um, he said, that's just what Ty does. He's an all around type of guy. So, uh, you know, I think getting the ball in his hand, getting him more comfortable ha- has really helped this game. And and again, like I said last game, he didn't take a shot last game. And for him to be able to come Give back. Give Ty Rogers the seed. Put the captain on the jersey right Put now. The captain on the jersey. Does Underwood have captains? Probably not. Rutgers does though, right? I think McConnell mm-hmm. or Mulcahy have one. I think yeah. Mulcahy's been the captain for seven years. Toss so. one on there for Ty Rogers. Even though, <laughs> you know. What yeah. Can you do? Yeah. Uh RJ, he did did get the start this game. I don't think he'll be starting next game, but that's a big start question. This game. Um 18 minutes, two of four, one of two from three, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, one turnover. Um, he did hit a big three uh when after Northwestern went on that run, uh that 12 0 run to get Illinois within 13, but um it was it was a set play for RJ. RJ stepped up, made it. It needed he needed to make that. Um, other than that, you know, he he got six rebounds. Uh, not a whole lot else. Um, thing is, like, it, I guess it looks like everybody else's defense was really good because Boo Booey scored ninety seven points. So I don't even know if he played good defense because I don't know if anybody else got the ball, especially down the stretch. So. That's true. Um, but I'm okay with, you know, RJ didn't do anything egregious, I guess is always a good thing, right? Um, Dane Danger, 15 minutes, one of two, one of from the field, one of two from the line, three points, five rebounds, one block, three turnovers. Uh, Dane against the Northwestern double is ugly. Uh, yep. it, it, and now people are going to know that. I mean, you, you, Dane puts the ball on the ground. He's going to get doubled. He... Northwestern's a hard team to pass out of their double two because they're so aggressively on you with their hands up. It's hard to even see over them. And Dane couldn't do it. Meyer couldn't do it. Um, the second half, 
they were it was more of an open court uh you start knocking down threes always helps too and guys getting to the basket from from outside not not getting it down low first um underwood said of dane he said quote dane wasn't very good dane had a tough night those three turn turnovers felt like they were avoidable not very sharp spinning baseline and dribbling it both things we told him he couldn't do against this team so dane's still he's still on the that learning curve um Underwood later said that those are just bad habits that he he has, and they're trying to get it, you know, drilled in his mind. He can't do that all the time. So, um, you know, the the good thing is, you don't re, you you really didn't need Dane in this game just because, you know, Northwestern doesn't use a big offensively except for setting screens, and it, I'd rather have Coleman switching off on that than Dane Danger when Boo Boo is getting ran off screens. So uh Jaden Epps 14 minutes, 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from 3, one rebound, one assist, one steal, zero turnovers. Um I so the first I was playing pool during the first half. Um didn't really see the body language thing. Everybody on Twitter was talking about it. We got guys in here talking about it. He didn't get off the bench. He wasn't cheering on his team. Uh I, I heard that RJ had to go get him to to come high five his teammates after the game. So I don't know. I, I don't know if he was down because he wasn't making shots. I don't know if he was down because they took him out for sincere. Uh it's it's weird, but uh you know, he had a chance to get Illinois within one on that three. He misses it. He then and Underwood talked about going under the screen on that that shot that Bowie had that he fumbled it somehow makes it. There was there was literally no room between Boo Bowie and the guy on his team. So I don't know how he was supposed to go over that unless he just ran into him and fouled him. So kind of you know don't believe in that with in Brad's perspective of that. But I understand, you know, he was he, that's what he was trying to force into everybody stop going under screens. So, um, but you put in, you know, they, he misses that. Northwestern goes on that 12 0 run. Illinois is all of a sudden down 16. And I, I think if that three goes in, Jaden Epps is probably stays in the game, you know. Uh, so, uh, Wesley says supposedly he checked himself out of the game. Okay. Um, I did hear that he, uh, he told he told Underwood that he didn't want to go back into when Underwood told him to. So I don't know. I, I you got any more information, or are you just checking I'm trying to look, Twitter? I'm trying to look up some stuff here about okay. Jaden Epps. Okay, um, it was very noticeable though. I mean, you watch the game back and you see in the second half when Illinois making shots, and you just see everybody on the bench standing, but then you see Epps kind of just standing there going like this. Yeah. Just sitting there. So that was yeah. kind of, you know, very noticeable. Um I think if Epps were to not start the next game, I think that's when you know that there's actually something wrong, but I'm pretty sure he'll start. So Yeah, I don't I mean Underwood talked about it, you know, how good he was in the in the Minnesota game and you know how you know sincere was just better this game, especially defensively. So 
I I hate if that's his attitude when he's not playing, um, especially down the stretch. Thing is, he's never been in that position, right? Sky Clark was in that position. What happened to him? He left. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I hope that everything's all right, and he's you know we don't lose our third player this year, <laughs> mid season, end of season. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, but, it'd be. Um, so, I mean, Perrin doesn't count. Come on. I know, I, but it's f- funny to say. Brad Underwood can't keep yep. players. Yep. So well, I I do I do hope that Epps doesn't leave. I mean, I don't know. He's not going to leave. People being like, "Oh, he's going to transfer." Oh my god, it's one game, and maybe we could spin zone this a little bit and be like, "Hey, he 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 wanted the team to win, and he wasn't playing well." So he's like. Coach, it would be bad for the team if I came in. We we haven't have we have have we ruled that out? Have we ruled that idea out? Where he's like, hey, I am o for what five from the field or whatever. I'm not playing well, coach. Leave sincere in. Have we ruled that out? That's a spin zone right that's, there. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm hoping it was. Uh, Wes says every time out, either Anderson or Fletch was talking to him and patting him on the back too. I did hear that the coaches had to uh, had to console him. I don't know why we still have our players of the game on the screen. Do your job. Do your job. How about that? <laughs> back in your face. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just love the overreaction. I think is my takeaway is like the first one of the first tweets I saw when I looked up Jaden Epps is like Jaden Epps to transfer next next season after this. Yeah, I I mean. I don't know. I he had an off night after having a really good game. Um, I, I assume he was down because he couldn't help his team. Right? He he wasn't able to help his team. Maybe he's wore out a little bit too. I mean, three games playing, you know, thirty plus minutes. I don't know because that's what I am going to contribute Coleman's laziness to him being kind of tired. So. Well, that is totally wrong. Sir. I'll do the I'll do the same thing for Jaden Epps. Uh, Luke Goody, seven minutes over two. Both of them were threes. One rebound, one block, one turnover. Um, Underwood said that you know they were going to need Luke Goody, and because this team doubles a lot, and Illinois couldn't pass it out of a double, so they really didn't need Luke Goody that much. But um, I don't. Going to give he, Luke Goody the benefit of the doubt still. Um, I mean, Illinois played. How many games this year? 28. And Luke Goody has missed 23 of those games and yeah. has only been available for 20, uh, well, 20, 24. I, my math is just brutal. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Underwood talked about how he would have liked to play Luke a little bit more, but Matt Meyer got going. So there really wasn't a spot to, to put him in at that time. So, uh, you know, Luke, Luke's going to be fine. Uh, you know, seven minutes is okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Illinois just, they, you know, it, this was like Illinois' season kind of encapsulated in one game. Like you saw how bad they can be and how good they can be all in one, one 40 minute game because we've seen the bad getting stomped by Penn State, things like that. Getting stomped um, by Northwestern in the first yeah. half. Yeah, and it's just it's it was nice to see them able to bounce back and and pull this win out. So, uh, other notes and quotes we got. Uh, we talked already talked about going zero for eleven in the first half, 
went seven of 13 in the second half. Uh, Northwestern went, was nine of 21 from three for 43%, which they usually shoot about 30%. So, you know, a little bit, a little bit higher tick for Northwestern. I don't know what's with teams coming in the state farm center and always shooting lights out, but Illinois seems to have that happen. Another guy with a career high was Boo Booey. So, yeah, they had that graphic last night where it was uh, was it four or five, and then uh, well, they, Battle had a season high, I guess, against Illinois. So recent big games against Illinois: Battle thirty-one, TJJ twenty-six, Pickett forty-one, Perkins thirty-two, Greasel twenty-one. Which I guess it's Nebraska, so you can count that. Uh, and then Boo Booey had thirty-two, and they showed that graphic. I mean, does. Uh, I mean, is this just uh, – this is Brad saying, I don't care about TJJ's 32, right? I mean, he, it's he's been really saying dumb. that all year. So. It's really dumb. Um, yeah. It's not something – like, if they play – since they're probably not going to be a high enough seed to be playing a mid-major team around one, like, they could play – let's say they'll play uh, Arkansas, which is something I'll get to later, which is what Lunardi says. Like, oh, it's okay if uh, – We'll let Anthony Black have like a 30-point triple-double, but if like uh, <laughs> Jordan Walsh and Nick Smith and yeah. and those other guys try to – if they we can't let them beat us. You know? Yeah. I mean, Boo Booey was beating Illinois by himself in the first half, though, 22-19. Yeah, so. it was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I – you know, I, that's, I think that's Brad's thing, though. He's not going to double. He's going to let one guy get his own if you stop the other guys. I mean, Barnharzer, Barnheiser – was the only he had 11 and then you go three two two seven two so i mean you, you can't be mad about it it worked last night yeah it miraculously night. yeah and barnheiser you know he two threw, two lucky shots yes that one line drive that went in and then the the bank shot yeah um so i i don't know that's what brad does you know one guy can't beat us great so um illinois had another six block game i think they're averaging 5.8 now um which is like fifth in division one basketball which is pretty impressive um the block that coleman had was the team's 162nd which now ties a uh school record in a season with the 78 79 illini so this team's probably going to break that record unless they just you know don't block a shot the rest of the way out, but um, it, uh, that's what they do. And, and it was really evident um, when Bowie was trying to play his hero ball, how many guys collapsed on him. Um, and those long arm, Boo Bowie couldn't handle all those long arms in there on him. Uh, I mean, Bowie got his points when it was one-on-one or when people went under screens. I think Bowie was a 29% three-point shooter coming into this game. So I, I don't know if you're mad that he takes them. I think you're more mad that the guys were missing assignments and they were wide open. But um, it, it's just teams decide to go off against Illinois. Uh, Illinois did win the rebounding battle 40-31. to 31. They did give up 12 offensive rebounds, though. There was a point there where I didn't think Illinois could get a rebound. Uh they, they had a couple, you know, other side of the basket rebounds that, that hurt Illinois. But 29.7. Excuse me? 29.7% three-point shooter going to the game. Going now 31. Game. Yeah. So yeah. went up uh, after that. Um, 
Yeah, kind of interesting to me that uh, that Northwestern only had Barron play 16 minutes. That was kind of weird in terms of his previous games where he's been playing 20-plus. Um, Barnheiser did beat Ty Rogers once or twice, beat Sincere once with a lucky bank shot. So yeah. shout out to him for that. Um, but you like you look at like it's it's it kind of easy to forget when you watch Illinois as much as you as you know we watch literally every second of every game, but Illinois is relying a lot on freshmen and young players. Like Dane Danger is a sophomore, but he played three games before this season and limited game time at Baylor. And Rogers and Harris were relied on a lot last night. Those are two freshmen. RJ's only a sophomore, but he's played plenty, so um, he's you know young, and they rely on Epsilon. So if you look at Northwestern up and down, they really rely on seniors and guys that have been in the program for a while, like Audige and, and Bowie and Barron. And uh, it is easy to forget when you just watch every Illinois game and every second of it how much, in comparison to a lot of other teams or tournament teams, that Illinois relies on young players a lot more than other teams do. And if they're not young players, they're guys who have been in the program for one year or Coleman Hawkins. So there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Um, Illinois, uh, 15 of 21 from the line for 71.4%. Uh, they did take nine more free throws in Northwestern in this game uh, rather than that 40-10 split uh, last game. Uh, Underwood was asked about them not – you know, letting Northwestern go to the line 40 times. And uh, he said, quote, I hope it's growth because we fouled them a lot up there. I thought they let us play and we did a much better job of being in the right place at the right time and being very attentive. So uh, he did, did say, you know, when you have Brian as the lead ref, that the game's usually going to be called well, uh, Never did say anything about Kelly. Which Interesting. Was. Yeah, Brian Dorsey is the ninth overall ref in the country. How about yeah. that? Uh, insane uh, Mob says, Ty Rogers reminds me of a young Nick Anderson. Sure, why not? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> Illinois one and one in Brian Dorsey games this year. He did the Missouri game, which doesn't really have anything to do with the refs. Uh, but you date back to last season, folks. Illinois was one and two in Brian Dorsey games. He did the Missouri game again last year. Illinois won that, but then they lost to Purdue in double OT. He did that game, and then they lost to Ohio State in Champaign. He did that game. One more year, we'll go back here just really for fun, and he didn't do any games two years ago for Illinois, so never mind. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> Kelly Pfeiffer sucks. I mean, that's just kind of the takeaway. Yeah. Um, at least he didn't tee anybody up this game. So uh, Jeremy to. says he sees a little EJ Liddell in tie. No. <laughs> I don't think he shoots as well as EJ Liddell. Thoughts? I don't think he does anything as well, except maybe rebound and defend. Maybe. And Brahats, welcome. Welcome. It's kind of hard for me to sit here and be like, yeah, Ty Rogers. Ethan, so just so you guys know, Ethan hates comparing players. No, there needs to be actual good comparisons. Actually hates it. He actually hates it. Like Nick Anderson, I obviously didn't see him play. So you're, yeah, you're too young. But um, EJ Liddell is like relax a little bit here. <laughs> uh, Underwood's post game, uh, he opened up with uh, quote, "Well, that was definitely a tale of two halves. Really unique first half. Not only did I think we lacked physical effort, I don't know if I can remember a time here where our mental breakdowns were that dramatic. Q 
can't tell you the last time we went under a ball screen. Their first four threes, we went under them all. Boo Booey is a first team all big guard, in my opinion. He just cooked us. Obviously, we make an adjustment at halftime. Boo hit one one three on an inbounds play again, where we went under, and then it became the sincere Harris show on defensive end and the TJ Shannon show on the offensive end. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. Um, Underwood said, uh, this, this tells you how, how the schedule has been for him. Uh, he said, quote, we didn't hardly, what is today? <laughs> uh, they told him that it was, that it was Thursday. And he said, Tuesday, we didn't hardly do anything. Nope. <laughs> we actually just went to the court to walk through and we shot free throws guys. All they right. do shoot free throws. They followed so, it up in this game by dominating at the line, going 15 <laughs> for 21. Not that bad, but hey, it's good better. enough. Good yeah. enough. So, um, Underwood uh, was asked about the team and you know what it takes to uh, get this team going. He said, "Quote: It takes everybody tonight. Wasn't Dane's night? It wasn't Jaden's night. You have to lean on your veterans. To be inspired by two freshmen on the defensive end just raised everybody's level. We are becoming deeper. I hope to play Luke a little more tonight." And I probably would have if Matt would not have got going. It's the first time all year we have been healthy and had all parts. I'm excited about the growth of this team together, having everybody where we can be. So, boy, do have Sky Clark. Uh, everybody that's on the team. Is he still on the team? Does he? Well, I think the big the big question there is if he still has a player profile on the Illini website. That's true. I think oh, is sure. kind of how you determine that, and he does. So nice try. <laughs> okay, no, they're not they're not fully healthy then. So he hasn't right. played since uh, January fourth, and he was you know. I hope somebody asks Brad about that. Yeah, I think they should. So um, Underwood uh, finishes it up with a quote: "Try to keep them stack. Try to keep stacking them, stacking good days, and become a habit." Hopefully a second half like this can be a springboard and hopefully the first half can be a learning lesson. There's always moments where you can continue to grow and that's all we're trying to do is grow. We have to find a little more balance between the highs and the lows, but that's all we are trying to do. So, uh, yeah, like I said, just a roller coaster game, uh, just kind of the definition of how this season's been going. You saw how bad Illinois can be. You saw how good they can be. But they win, so who cares? Certainly. Um, we did 40 minutes on Minnesota yesterday. Nice try, 43 today. Suck on that. We I mean, didn't I thought we'd do at least an hour and a half if we did 40 minutes on Minnesota, but I'm kind of disappointed. Twitter spaces, you know, I let out a lot of my That's thoughts. That's true. You, that was 52 extra minutes. So basically, we did do that. Is that why you're just shuring me all day? Because you're like, oh, we talked about this. Well, you know, it's uh, it was an emotionally draining game for everybody. Um, yeah. Kind of one where you walk away now and you're like, I don't know how the hell that happened. And also, uh, I don't know how much I want to talk about it because it was so bad, but then it was so good. And then it was like, okay, you won the game. We need to move on and be better because that first half was just – that was historically bad for the program, how bad yeah. that first half was, especially like – Northwestern beat the shit out of you in the first game pretty much, and then you come out against them like that in the second game. That's yeah. pretty bad, and especially when they're the uh, little brother. I mean, they had nine fans at the game that yeah. made a big deal of showing up. 
You know, it's one of those things where, like, you, you knew Northwestern couldn't keep shooting that good, and you you hope that Illinois can't keep shooting that bad, but you don't know for sure. Uh, Zach's here. Zach, what's going on? He says, more post-game Twitter spaces down the stretch. Uh, I believe Zach came on your space last night. Yep. Uh, thanks for the kind words, Zach, on on that. Uh, I was listening. So we appreciate uh, everybody that comes out and, you know, listens to us, goes into those spaces. Uh, we we appreciate talking to fans because that's what we are, fans. So, well, all right. We're a little bit higher up than them. Uh, no, no, we're fans. I'm just kidding. Uh, or am I? Very, no, no, I'm kidding. Or, very, or am I, once again? That's true. You might not be a fan. That's why you only have one Illinois shirt. I think I have... Jacket pullover, Rothstein, <laughs> Rothstein. Fighting Illini. I got like five. And I got yeah. a couple hats, but also I do have other Big Ten school stuff um, that doesn't need to be discussed unless you want me to. It'll be a really bad look for me, but we'll move on. What? Just like I have a jacket and a shirt of another Big Ten school. Oh, that's all right. Uh, it's, it's a bad I- one, too, though. It's one that you hate. So. That's all right. Moving on. Michigan. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> I used to have a Michigan starter jacket. I only – it's a Michigan football Those shirt. And old it's, school ones. It's because I hate Ohio State football. So once a year, Michigan football beat Ohio State. That's kind of how I view that. Because I'll, honestly, you know, I, I like Oregon football. I guess I like Illinois football. I did kind of get mad when they lost games this year. But college football sucks. So yeah. there you go. Um, Underwood also said that uh, Chris Collins deserves coach of the year. Thoughts in the big 10. Yep. Uh, probably. I think painter or, or him or Willard. I mean, Willard year one, as good as Maryland has been with new pieces. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can't remember what Purdue was predicted to start um, the season, but I feel like winning it after being predicted in the, I'd say bottom half, they were probably six, yeah, seven, but eight. Western was predicted like, actual bottom really okay third third to third to worst probably i think it was probably minnesota nebraska northwestern at the bottom because yeah. northwestern it depends on what you value more do you value northwestern losing multiple starters more or do you value purdue losing a lottery pick but then getting national player of the year or i guess growth from the national player of the year and then relying on freshman guards as much as they do because they got a lot of their like key bench pieces back like from last season they lost trevion williams which is fine because it allows you to play more they lost ivy who's a lottery pick big talent um and then they lost eric hunter who wasn't really doing very much for them and they lost stefanovich but who, who cares about that um and they replaced him with white guards who are better and faster and not slow completely off-brand luka Doncic that stefanovich is trying to be that's because he's white and looks the same, by the way. Um, that's my comparison <laughs> there. Great uh, one. Great one. So, yeah, I mean, what can you do really is is kind of my thoughts about whatever we were talking about. <laughs> Coach of the year, I thought. But. Yeah, I think I would probably – I'd honestly say the Willard, but I don't think it's going to happen. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Will Hunter Dickerson have a uh, career game versus Illinois, Brad says? Uh, no, I think Hunter, Hunter Dickinson, Dickinson might. might. Yeah, 
that's we're so mean. It's probably autocorrect. Jeez. Uh, Imbrot says, I think the crowd willed the victory for sure. Fire Shannon's engine. Yeah, they said the crowd was really good. Um, <laughs> they did. I don't know. Best crowd. If, in the- if Illinois is not leading or within like five points, it's just. Yeah, there's a there there when Illinois is losing, um, I feel like our crowd's not great, but I don't think it's um, that good anyway. It's like a but when they start making a run, you know, people started getting excited. But Illinois building victory. Illinois building in terms of how hard it is to play there is probably in the Big Ten probably like tenth. Yeah, honestly, um, you know what people talk about must win victories. I wouldn't have called Northwestern a must win victory but I think it definitely helps closing out the season when you get that win at home. So, sure. Do you think Illinois men's basketball will come out on senior night against Michigan like they the women's team did against Nebraska? Probably. Lose by 32? Probably. Michigan's going to win that game. I would almost guarantee it. Yeah, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Hunter Dickinson's going to be the guy. I think that it's going to be uh, your boy Cody Buffkin. Kobe, probably. I mean, Jesus, show some respect. Cody Buffkin. Kobe Buffkin, yeah. <laughs> I'll see how long we can have a silence there. <laughs> Wesley says when Shannon hit that three to start the half, the crowd was pretty engaged from then to the end of the game. I think there you go, Ethan. How about the Orange Crush? Were they engaged? Terrible. <laughs> Horrific. And I only put out one bad tweet about them. So, ha. Joke's on everybody. Yeah, you, you, put, you even took a picture. You went you, I saw like, you went so far in arms, that you took a picture. <laughs> count the arms crossed. Probably like What 30. was the score uh, when you took that? Don't know. No. Oh, okay. I think it was uh, maybe in the first Illinois half. Oh, it was up too. <laughs> I wish it would have been it would have been even better, but uh, yeah. is it? Right. It's crazy when Illinois took the lead. Uh, that was like the first time Northwestern had been trailing in like a hundred and some minutes. Yeah, they hadn't been trailing time. since the first half against Indiana, I think, or second yeah. half against Indiana, or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, they've been on a heater, and I think maybe the most interesting game in the Big Ten the rest of the week is them going to Maryland. Um, I think that'll be fascinating. I guess Sunday. They play them Sunday, yeah. I don't think Sounds they would right. make them play Saturday, but maybe. I wrote it down. Yeah, it's Sunday. Um, all right, Illinois is back in action Sunday, 11 a.m. CBS at Ohio State. Illinois is now 19-9, and 10-7 in the Big Ten. Ohio State 11-17, and 3-14 in the Big Ten. It's been a rough year for the Buckeyes. Uh, they've lost 14-15 of 15 after a 10-3 and three overall start and a 2-0 and record in the Big Ten to start the year. Uh, you just look up and down their schedule. Um, they beat Northwestern in, on January 1st, and they beat Rutgers on December 8th. And then after that, it has been downhill. It's been, uh, like I said, they've lost 14 of 15 since beating Northwestern by 16 points. They dominated Northwestern on January 1st, and uh, it's been bad since then, no doubt. Um, they haven't been blown out a lot. Uh, they were killed by Iowa, killed by Purdue, killed by Michigan State. Indiana beat them up pretty good. Illinois would have beaten them by 12 without a garbage time three. But other than that, they haven't really been beaten up that bad. 
Uh, like their first game against Purdue, they only lost by two. That was kind of the downhill spiral. Because you remember when Ohio State lost to Purdue on January 5th, Ohio State got screwed in that game. And they were 10-3 and yeah. three and 2-0 and oh in the Big Ten in that game. They lose by two, and they've won one game since then. So not good. Yeah. Um. Wesley said that Northwestern had maybe 20 students weighing the top chain and yelling, and they were louder than the crush of the first half. He will admit that. Uh, Embrot said, we were pretty loud, even down 18, and after the 14-point comeback, it's the loudest that he's ever heard. Ethan, when was the last time that you went to State Farm Center? Two thousand Bruce Weber era, <laughs> probably. Gotcha. When it wasn't the State Farm Center? Yeah. Brad wants to know your Indiana versus Purdue pick. Purdue is going to send a message. Okay. Saying, uh, I don't know. I got one more in me, Vince Carter, which is doesn't really apply here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this will be Ohio State's fifth CBS game of the season, which is just insane. I mean, everybody thought they were supposed to be better than this. I mean, it's just still five, even five, like the. Yeah, five for like the number one team in the country, maybe like going into the year. Like if North Carolina had five, which they don't have a, a deal with CBS. So, right. North Carolina did have one, but that was because they played in the CBS Sports Classic. And they, uh, what they do? They beat Kentucky or lost to Kentucky or beat Ohio State or lost, whatever happened there. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> uh, and then you had Zed Key out for the season with a shoulder injury. Um, I do find it kind of funny that people are calling for Chris Holtman's job. It's like, He's recruited really well. Yeah, he's got a he great class coming in, doesn't he? Lost EJ Liddell, lost Malachi Branham, lost Dwayne Washington Jr. And I know that other coaches have been successful after losing guys, and they've still been able to keep things afloat. But they are relying more on freshmen, I think, than anybody in the Big Ten because they expect Sensabaugh to be their best player. Illinois has a lot of freshmen that they play, but they don't expect any of them to be their best player. Yeah, and maybe you say suing should be their best player, but I think Sensible and especially freshman point guard Bruce Thornton, freshman shooting guard Roddy Gale. It's just like there's a lot of freshmen there, and there's transfers. It's similar to the Illinois mix, I think. They start four freshmen now. Yeah. Holy cow! It's similar to the Illinois mix of players where there's transfers, freshmen, and a couple guys that have been there for a while. It's just I think different. I think Illinois is more talented, obviously, but. Ohio State is the more high-impact freshman with Sensible. Um, I don't think firing Holtman would be the right move. However, if you went to Butler and you're like, hey, we'll trade you Chris Holtman for Thad Mata, I think you may, maybe you do that if you're Ohio State. Uh, get Greg Oden on the bench as well because he's coaching at Butler. So if you want to go back to that era of Ohio State basketball, that was great with uh, Mark Titus sitting, up, sitting on the end of the bench. And then uh, he play, he had nine career points. He was dominant there. Shout out to uh, Mark Titus. Weird name drop there. Uh, People in the chat will know who it is. For some reason, you're not plugged in. Imbrot says OSU has two lottery picks who have lost face in looking to fix that. Thornton and Sensiball were scout projected. I think Sensiball is still a lottery pick, right? Yeah, probably not. I think there's too many guys that are like, there's other guys at other schools that you're like, who the hell is that? Like, uh, for example, have you ever heard of Taylor Hendricks? Yeah. Okay. That's a lie. Uh, he sat next to Titus back in okay. 1996. Uh, that's not what that was. Um, 
Taylor Hendricks is a wing at Central Florida right now, and he's probably going to be a lottery pick. And I bet most of the college basketball world hasn't heard of him. You know so, who's going to end up being a lottery pick? Terrence Shannon Jr. Brandon Pajimski. Maybe next year. Yeah, eighteen <laughs> boards last night. And there, there were like twenty scouts there to see him too. Santa Clara churning out NBA talent from Steve Nash to Jalen Williams last year to Brandon Pajemski. Woo. Amazing. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Illinois beat Ohio State 69-60. It was really 69-57. There was a garbage time three on January 24th. Always. He did a good job against Sensible in this game. He had 14 points, 5 of 13 shooting. Justice Suing was solid, made a couple of those shots. You're like, how the hell does he make that? In the in the lane, which is his, his kind of specialty, uh, he's had a down year though. You look at his numbers; his his efficiency is way down from what it was when he had the elite team around him two years ago. With how good they were, I think they were what a two seed lost to Oral Roberts in round one two years ago. That team was much different. You know, you had you had Liddell there, you had um, Washington, you had uh, who's that small guard Walker, C.J. Walker? Is that a person? Yeah. Uh, but he had 13, 6, 11 yeah. shooting. Shannon had 17 points, 17 boards, three assists in that game. Coleman was on triple double watch with 11 points, nine boards, six assists. Illinois specialty, five of 28 from three in that game. Uh, so proves you can be terrible from three and get away with it against Ohio State, I guess. They are, uh, Ohio State is 83rd in the country at guarding the three. Their weakness is a little bit more on the interior. Um, when it comes to guarding, and they don't really force any turnovers. So if Illinois turns the ball over a lot in this game, it's a direct reflection on their offense because they only had uh, they had 12 turnovers the first time they played, which is still probably more than you want against them. But you look at a team like Penn State last night had four turnovers against them. So, you know, and it probably would have liked to see Ohio State win last night, but you can't really think that way, I guess. Um they had 42 opportunities to make a three at the end. Holy oh my God. God. That was ridiculous. I envisioned that happening in Illinois' future. <laughs> they, they, they missed five threes, it five was or six. Horrific. Uh, but this is still a quad one game. So if you can think the committee is going to look at quad one games, like, oh, Illinois quad one losses. If Illinois loses this game, you look at Illinois quad one losses. If the committee is not going to pay attention, they're not going to realize that Illinois lost to Ohio State. Then you know the Q1 right there, right in front of you. They're 71st in the net, so on the road, teams that go to Ohio State are playing a quad one game. But when you have a will high level end, game, will it end as a quad one though? If Ohio State keeps, yeah. Falling? However, they got Illinois, Maryland, Michigan State. Who's to say they don't win one of the one or two of those games? Yeah, I mean, so this would be like a quad one. This so this is like a game that you want to be within ten points, just so Ohio State stays. Yeah, probably. It <laughs> doesn't fall. <laughs> yeah, so my prediction would be a good result. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ohio State is still a quad one game on the road, but a high-level game like last night is a quad two for Illinois because Northwestern is like 36th in the net or 35th or whatever, and I believe it's top 30 when you're at home unless that's changed. But like I tweeted earlier, like the ultimate indictment on the quad system and all that BS is like Tennessee – has more quad two losses than any other team in the top 35, but they're fourth in the net. It's like, what are we doing? Like, how does yeah. that make any sense? More quad twos than any team in the top 35, and they're fourth. Yeah, it's that, ridiculous. I don't get it. 
it's like metrics weigh so heavily on the net from what I see because Tennessee's sixth in, in Ken Palm because of their defense, their offense is atrocious. And it's just like they're not even a top three. I guess they're a top three team in the SEC because the SEC's not that good, but they're like a distant they're probably second. They're a distant second to Alabama in my eyes. Um, and I would honestly argue that Texas A&M might be better than Tennessee, but that's just a whole different deal. Um, they did beat Tennessee. So suck on that really would be my thoughts. Um, <clears throat> Texas A&M redeeming themselves. It's your terrible non-conference. Texas A&M lost to Murray State and Wofford, who are both like, you know, not as bad as Central Michigan, but not that much better. Anyway, Illinois is 30th in the net now, so they're a quad one game for teams as well in any scenario, unless they drop by Sunday, which they could be like 31 or 32, depending on results. Uh, the Illinois dropped five spots after the Minnesota game, right? So the system's awesome without their best player, which I'm comfortably now saying that Terrence Shannon is the best player on this team uh, when he's trying. Um, Ohio State projected really? lineup. Yep. Okay. Yep. He's a team guy, though. You know, he's a team guy. Uh, might have been the most excited we've seen Terrence Shannon last night. I feel like getting back in the defensive end, you know. Yeah. That type of stuff. Did the IO uh, floor slap? So. Well, yeah. IO, an, an innovator of, of floor slapping. Very nice. Uh, Bruce Thornton starting point guard, uh, six foot two freshman, 19 points on seven to 12 from the field against Penn State. So coming off of a good game. Roddy Gale at the two. He started the last four games. He's a freshman, six foot four. Uh, the big freshman Bryce Sinsabaugh, six foot six, freshman twenty points each of his last two games, so he's playing well. You'll just see Ohio State has a lot of guys like individually. Hey, they've been pretty good, but then the team has just fallen off a cliff. I wonder how many people will show up to this game. It is a Sunday early. It's like, eh, I think I'll uh, check out a little XFL football instead of, uh, <laughs> instead of going to this game. True. Uh, Justice suing at the four, six foot six, 28 points in the last four games on 10 of 37 shooting. Ouch. Not good. He'll probably go 10 for 14 with 28 tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, and then Felix Akpara, six foot 11 center, freshman, 16 minutes and 18 minutes in the last two starts. He had a couple starts earlier in the year, but he started the last two with said key officially out. So four freshmen starting for Ohio State. That's crazy. And the guys coming off the bench are all transfers, pretty much. Uh, Sean McNeil, transfer from West Virginia. Isaac Likelikely, transfer from Oklahoma State. And Tanner Holden, transfer from Wright State. And then they do have Eugene Braun as well, who has been there the whole time, but he hasn't been playing too much throughout the season. So does Holtman talk about how young they are and how they have a bunch of transfers every time they lose? He certainly should be. Yeah, I would. But when you lose 14 to 15, it's kind of hard to be like, uh, you know, we're young. Uh, you know, we got transfers and freshmen. Uh, Brat says that your uh, <laughs> metrics mess is on point. Yeah, I think the the metrics, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the issue with metrics is, is really based on how much it affects the net i think like i think a lot of the metrics themselves like i still you know ken palm i still hold that in high regards um but there are some issues with it and there's issues with everything but the net is just a total disgrace like the fact the ncaa is still marketing that when they they should know like the committee should know that people hate the net yeah unless they're blind 
which maybe they are. They're all old white guys, probably. So. Yeah. I, right do you think that? Do you think the Nets better than not having any clue what they're basing? Well, you know, you still have of? the uh, the BPI and the uh, the Sagar Loboda and the uh, whatever that is, and the the uh, the other the a few other metrics as well. You know, you still sure. stuff. But the quad okay. system sucks, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Ken Palm, speaking of metrics, uh, Illinois <laughs> is 55th in adjusted offense, Ohio State 27. So Ohio State's dropped about 25 spots since Illinois beat them the first time. They were first or second in the first yeah. time that they played. Uh, defensively, big gap here, Illinois 27th, Ohio State 134th. They can't guard anybody. Adjusted tempo, Illinois did try to get out and run a little bit in the first half yesterday. <laughs> when they were having good stretches, like when they went from being down 14 to eight to tying it up, they were getting out and running off of misses. I think that would be something that they could do in this game. Uh, they're 65th in tempo, Ohio State 234th, and overall Illinois 27th, Ohio State 70th. Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> Players to watch. Uh, my player to watch for Illinois is going to be Jaden Epps. I mean, everybody's talking about him, uh, how he was you know, acting. Uh, we'll see if he gets a start, but uh, I mean, Illinois is going to need Jaden Epps down the stretch, so hopefully he can bounce back from from having a bad game. Um, and then I'm going to go with Bryce Sensiball for Ohio State, uh, leading scorer, 16 <laughs> points. Uh, Underwood's probably going to say his 32 didn't beat us. Uh, Bruce Thornton's 43 beat us. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, those are my two guys to watch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Jason Epps needs to have a big game for sure. Um, ah, Cody Buffkin. Yeah, J- Jaden Epps, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Matthew Meyer. I said it many times. Matthew Meyer is a road warrior, okay? Yeah. Going on the road, you look at the games, it all backs up. He had a great game at Iowa, great game at Wisconsin. He was good at, at Indiana. A number of big time road games, and he's going to have another one here, especially national stage CBS. You don't think he's been used to doing that when he's a Baylor? I mean, it's not like he was a a star at Baylor, but he was, you know, he was there. He's he's playing for the team with the with the the hair. People noticed it. Yeah, he had hair. Yep, they have a big game. Uh, then we have Justice Suing. Like I said, Justice Suing one last two rod against Illinois, probably ten for fourteen in the field, twenty eight points, ten rebounds, eight assists, or something. He'll probably have a big game. Yeah, let's hope not. Uh, Brad says, uh, is Ty our best point guard? Yes. You know why? Because he never really, sometimes, not when he's running the point, though. When he's running the point, he never looks to score. Yep. I I, uh, I thousand percent agree with that. Um, he even he even said in the postgame how um, him being the point guard gets Epps as a scorer like he should be. Epps so, is a shooting guard, really. I mean, yes. let's be honest. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And next season starting, next season starting point guard will be Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, and then we'll be like, well, he he's a he's a uh, he's a shooting guard too, right? I mean, <clears throat> no, but I think next next season's point guard, depending on the portal, I would love just so we can get way out, like just so I can speak way ahead of myself, like three months ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I would love like a star point guard from. It can't it can be a power conference school or a mid-major school. Getting like a veteran point guard in here that's good enough to start, that would be amazing, I have to say. Um, yeah. Better than Courtney Ramey, too. Somebody like he's good, but better than him, like a star. You know what I'm saying, guys? Right, everybody? Uh, nailed it. Um, Who do you I'd, want? 
I, we'll get the names in a couple months. You know, we'll get oh, the okay. names. Uh, All right. Okay. You know, I think a, uh, you know, Tiger can't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, somebody as good as him, though, that is transferring. Would be, a little level. taller, though. A little taller. No, not a knock. Also, a lot of what we're saying with Ty Rogers and the point seems like a knock on Epps, but it's not. Right. I agree. I agree. I, I, I think Hawkins will be back next year, so he'll be running the point. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Is Coleman Hawkins the best point guard that Illinois has? People are asking, certainly. Um, I don't think they are. But predictions. Predictions. Um, I think Illinois is going to uh, take care of business over in Ohio, wherever they play basketball over there. Um, Columbus, yes. 72-71. <laughs> Home we still got the, it around the Big Ten section, don't we? Home, home of the Blue Jackets, yeah. Well, we won't be back until like Monday or Tuesday. That's so. true. I'm just, when's their, I'm just when's their next game? Thursday? Know, next Thursday? Some caffeine or something. I think it's next Thursday. Is uh, don't forget about true. Nicole Moretti. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nicola. Nikolai. How do you say his name? Nicolo? Uh, uh, Broad says Michigan <clears throat> did that rent a point guard. And that makes makes it stink. I'm saying a better like they got Jalen Llewellyn and uh, what was the dude last year? Mike Smith is that is that a guy? Uh, that one from like, Campbell or something? Yeah, yeah, like better than those. Like those guys are fine, but like better than those guys. Better. I those guys, of, but better. I can't even think of an example of like great teams that have a transfer point guard that are just off the charts. I don't know. Um, what do you think of like? Do we even say our predictions? I said mine. Okay, yeah. I don't. I'm so I'm just <laughs> all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Illinois seventy-seven, Ohio State seventy-two. Close victory. Good for the quads. If you want to have a quad one win here, which who cares at this point? Even though seeing Illinois as a nine right now is puzzling. It's puzzling to me. This team, yeah, Lunardi has them as a nine. Yeah, well, Nardi's an idiot. He's terrible, but also he's the only one I could find that updated today, so we'll get to him That's later. That's true. Uh, That's from true. a matchup's perspective in this game, who do you think Illinois' starting five is going to be? Uh, Man, I, I think Jaden Epps is still going to get a start. Uh, I would totally be okay with uh, starting Hawkins at the five in this game, by the way, but I know they're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to go back to what it was before Terrence Shannon went out. I don't think Brad's going to change it. I mean, that's what it was the second half of the Northwestern game. So why wouldn't it be that? I mean, Danger wasn't out there. Danger didn't start the second half? Yeah, but like he wasn't really playing at all. You didn't ask who was playing. You said who's starting. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Whatever. I, I think I think the second half of that game was huge, though, to show that Illinois can still do what they wanted to do when Dane Danger wasn't starting or playing. Oh, certainly. Much. Yeah, certainly. Sure. Um, yep. Uh, okay. From a matchups perspective. Uh, Are you guys doing a watch party Sunday? No, it's my uh, wife's uh, grandma. My wife's grandma's uh, 87th birthday. So I will. I'm probably going to be watching the game in the car on my phone. Be my guess. Blow that off. Uh, Bruce <laughs> yeah. versus Jaden Epps, I think, is what you do to start in in that game in terms yes. of a defensive matchup. I think mm-hmm. you just, I think you got to go Shannon on Sensabaugh. I don't remember if they did that in the first game. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Um, and then you go, uh, I guess, 
six foot nine Matthew Meyer on a shooting guard who he's going <laughs> to fall for every single shot fake. It'll be good. Uh, then you go Hawkins on suing and uh, Danger on Akbar. Yeah, or I mean, you do the right thing and you have Hawkins, you don't start Hawkins on Akpara, Meyer on suing, which still would be bad, but still. And then you have RJ or anybody else. To guard. Rogers. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. Or you start sincere over Epps and the world blows up. Yeah, would be. Would I be do. I do. I do like not starting Dane in this game. Just I just know watch. Brad is so stubborn that he's not going to do it. He's going to be like, this is Dane bounce back. He's, we're going to feed him the ball at the elbow and expect him to do something still. And it's just going to be and, awesome. And, and ask him not to dribble or turn baseline. <laughs> brutal, brutal. I'm sure we'll see Kelly Pfeiffer in this game as well, so that'll be uh, good. Good. Uh, all right. Around the Big Ten. Didn't expect we'd be almost an hour and 15 in when I started this segment, but I digress. Uh, Minnesota basketball, not not going well. Uh, center Dennis Evans, who is a uh, I, he was a four star, but he's 18th on two four seven, so he's like almost a five star. Yeah, kind of weird that that their scales change like that. Uh, 2023 class supposed to be a big part of the future. Seven foot one center, very skilled. Asking for his release from his uh, letter of intent. Very bad for Minnesota. Very bad. Trending in the wrong direction. After I talked about how much I liked their freshman a couple games ago. Mm. That's crazy. Um, as Kevin Sweeney at CBB underscore central on Twitter said, the trends aren't positive for Ben Johnson, Minnesota. They're tw- 222nd on Ken Palm, have just one Big Ten win, and now just lost a big part of their future in Dennis Evans. Interesting, <laughs> folks. Interesting. He looks like a ball player, too. He definitely does. <laughs> Steve Urkel, if he's seven foot one. <laughs> um <laughs> And if you remember the episode of Family Matters where they did play a little b-ball, Urkel could play, okay? He could play. Um, so you think somebody just offered threw more money at him or what? No clue. No clue. His only other visit was TCU. Um, I thought there was something in there about how much they've been losing, but I don't know if that was accurate. He's he's only had seven offers. He must have must have committed early. He's going to Illinois from what I heard. His offers are UC Riverside, Texas, San Diego State, Kansas, Florida State, TCU. And uh, and then um, the prediction uh, here says Louisville. <laughs> so <laughs> don't you anything. <laughs> Go save the program. Uh, speaking of Minnesota, I think Ben Johnson will be the next Big Ten coach to get fired. Um, I think it'll be at the end of next season. I think they're going to have all those freshmen coming back. And they're going to be like, okay, big jump time. Win like seven games in the Big Ten, maybe eight, and they're just going to be atrocious again. And instead of Hoiberg getting the leash because he's Hoiberg at Nebraska, Ben Johnson's yeah. not going to get that type of leash at Minnesota. Hmm. How long has he been there now? Two years? Yeah, but still, if you go three years and you have – like they have enough talent right now to have like at least another Big Ten win. And their one Big Ten win was extremely lucky at the team that's two wins ahead of them, Ohio State. So like you have Dawson Garcia and Jameson Battle and good freshman and a veteran point guard. You should have more than one win. And I know that the league in the league is not that good this year. So that's the other part of it that's like really bad. Right. So yeah. I'm gonna say it's gonna be him. And yours is just your pick just makes no sense, but whatever. Uh Jawan Howard, see you later, bro. 
Yeah, definitely gonna get fired for sure. <laughs> yeah, that adds up certainly. You no can't. Job. You're throwing stuff on me. Two this seconds. This is an easy one. It's like either pick Ben what Johnson. Do you want me, or, what do you want me to pick Ben Johnson too? Like we or Chris you, Holtman or Fred Hoiberg. Pick a all Big Ten first team, and there's literally five guys that deserve to be on it. And there's then you're six like, or seven. What are you gonna pick? Like, what are we doing? What are you doing? Would be my question. I don't know. Going crazy. Do you think uh, Epp's sudden struggle is because Sky is coming back? Absolutely. I no doubt. Welcome so. back, you, Sky. You think Sky is coming back? Hell no. Not in season. Maybe next year. Yeah. Even then, I give it like a five percent chance. <clears throat> Unless it brought you know something we don't. You tell us. Uh, all Big Ten first team. There's four guys that are no doubt in my eyes. Uh, TJJ, Edie. Pickett and Murray. I do think Dickinson's somewhere in the conversation. If you ask Ken Palm, he should be on there. Uh, I think Ken Palm's team is uh, Edie, TJJ, Pickett, Young, Dickinson. So hmm. interesting. Uh, but I'm going to go Boo Booey as the guard on this team. I apologized wow. officially last night for wow. what I've said about him. Uh, I think it's close between him and Jameer Young, but I think Boo Booey being on the team that really had a chance to get Purdue until last night, probably. He's still at 35 last night. So so negative Ethan's back. Um, can we get unapologetic Ethan back too, please? I like well you can't change really, this much over three years, dude. What is going this on? This is this is one that I'll apologize for because Boo Booey's really, really been good this year. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tough look <clears> for me. Uh, yeah, and uh, negative Ethan for sure back, by the way. Um, Indiana game, Illinois winning. He texts me, we're going to lose this game. Last night, Illinois is making a comeback, and I, I text Ethan. And I said, do not text me. I don't need your negativity. So uh, you're welcome for getting Illinois a win because Ethan didn't put it in writing to me that they were going to lose. So. Back in my head was like, they're going to win this game. <laughs> and I did have a, a buddy in a group when Illinois was like down eight or something and said Illinois is going to win this game. And I told Ethan that's positivity I need out of him. But it's okay. It's okay. It's never happening. That's why, that's why I have other friends. Exactly. <laughs> uh, bracketologically uh, speaking, uh, latest from Lenardi. Like I said, Lenardi mm-hmm. is not good, completely overrated, not good at his job, totally influenced by biases and whatever else you want to say about that clown Bill Walton knows is a troll. <laughs> Looks like one too. His hairpiece, hair coloring thing is horrific, by the way. And they just split screen him for half of a goddamn game and think anybody gives a flying shit but what that little troll has to say. Anyway, uh, here's his bracketology from the Big Ten. He's got Purdue as a one seed. He's got Indiana as a five seed playing Oral Roberts, which Indiana would probably beat them, but you got to be a little bit afraid about their offense. Uh, Northwestern is a six seed against uh, a play-in of Oklahoma State USC. Uh, Michigan State is a seven seed against Pitt. Maryland is a seven seed against Auburn. God, I'd love to see Bruce Pearl just get destroyed by a Big Ten team. And I think <laughs> that the, I think Maryland would beat them if you think about it. Really, uh, Iowa's an eight seed against Nevada. Interesting. Rutgers is a nine seed against NC State, which I think is an absolute death matchup for Rutgers. Yeah. NC State has really good guards and a huge big man. DJ Burns weighs like 380 pounds. I mean, that's just, I mean, come on. And Illinois is a nine seed. Like, how is Illinois one of the worst seeds in the entire conference? Like, they're, 
their record in the Big Ten is 10 and 7, which a lot of teams are, but they also have overall better wins than most teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think I, I mean, not that this really matters, but they have the most wins against AP top 25 teams, which doesn't matter at all, but the time of the game. At the yeah. time of the game. So, uh, I mean, they're a six seed. <clears throat> what bracket matrix takes average seed of every single bracketology in that they that they track, and Illinois is a six seed in that. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Like they're they're the last six seed, but they are a six seed in that. I think the committee's going to put them as a six or a seven unless yeah. they lose out. Depending on yeah, depending on how the rest of the season goes, yeah. But like a nine seed, and then and then Lenardi's like, "Hey, you're going to play Arkansas." It's like, oh my god, you're pretty much putting the exact same teams against each other in terms of how much turnover and how many freshmen. Of course, Arkansas is more talented, but there's still two teams you look at are like, they could be so good with how much talent they have. Yeah. I I want absolutely nothing to do with playing Arkansas in round one. I agree. Nothing to do with it, especially since I'm a must-bust guy. Right. I don't want to have to root against my guy in round one. Right. Yeah, that'd be uh, tough for you. It'd be tough for everybody. I I, I – <laughs> Assume you were still a must-bust guy. Maybe not. Oh, uh, yeah. You know it. More than Nate Oates. I mean, Nate Oates, Nate Oates is a scumbag, apparently. Oh, all right. Let's keep going with Robert Big Ten. I do like Nate Oates still, but <laughs> rough scene for him. Uh, Wisconsin 11 seed playing against Mississippi State. If you thought Wisconsin's offense was bad now, watch them play Mississippi State, who has one of the best defenses in the country. <laughs> they would score 42 points. Nine teams. I don't think Big Ten's getting nine teams. I think they might with the way Michigan's going to sneak backdoor sneak in. Penn State, first four out. Michigan next for up. Michigan trending in the right direction. The fact that they went into Rutgers and won and then beat them by double digits after scoring three points in the first eight minutes without Chet Howard. Pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Nine bids, though. Eleven possible teams. So everybody in the Big Ten has a chance to get in except for Nebraska. Ohio State and uh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, and mm-hmm. it's like the Big Ten needs to stop letting everybody play in the tournament. I think um, because you don't want Ohio State to like get hot and then screw the entire thing up. <laughs> True. Twelve bids, twelve bid league. That'd be awesome. I mean, it would take like Penn State getting to the semis, Michigan getting to the finals, Ohio State winning it. There's your twelve bid league. You know, also Wisconsin getting to the semis or winning a couple. Uh, all right, Lenardi's a chump, by the way. Add that. Uh, tomorrow in the Big Ten, you got Michigan State at Iowa and then Indiana at Purdue. I will take Iowa and Purdue, both home teams, to win that game. I'm sure you totally agree. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sunday, you got on top of the Illinois game, you got Rutgers at Penn State. Rutgers wins, bounce back. Northwestern at Maryland, Maryland wins. Wisconsin at Michigan, Michigan will beat them by 30. Wisconsin will be out of the tournament in the bracketology world. And uh, yeah. Home teams all the way around, except for Rutgers. Give us all the home teams. Uh, Brady says, I need to have a sleep party. Fell asleep in the first half last night. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so as the uh, longest podcast in history for our show, probably, the Illini, that's <laughs> one of our longest ever. It's got to be close. Comes to a close. I think we did everything possible there. So Yeah, I love it when I when we get on beforehand. I said, man, I am super wore out and tired, and then we have an hour and a half show. So, you know. Pretty good. Yeah, yep. pretty good. Uh, all right, that will uh, do it for us. I mean, it was episode 150. It was a milestone. That's right, a milestone. Uh, That's yeah. right. Halfway and, to know, 300. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is true. But if you if people didn't notice, I mean, I did, you know, do my do my best to have a little little special uh, 
thumbnail for this episode and i was trying to pull it up here and show it on the youtube i gotta say that working. like our first year of doing this we probably had uh, all of our shows were probably about an hour and a half because we did them every friday so we'd have to go over two or three games <laughs> yeah look and at that see we got that little, I don't little get some extra there. clicks certainly i mean no doubt i did it for 100 <laughs> as well i believe so all right and the thumbnails obviously changed since then but uh yeah all right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back for episode 151. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, episode 151 will be sometime between now and next Thursday because they play Thursday. So uh, I, I'll probably do Twitter spaces after this game on Sunday. I'm sure you'll you'll join eventually because you'll be like, oh, I'm in my car right now trying to uh, – I was watching the game in my car and I was just like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta come on here. Yeah. I mean, I'll have my headphones at least with me so I can probably hop on for a little bit and bring the, uh, whoever's birthday is bring, bring her onto the, onto the space. Bring grandma Ida on. Yeah. I don't know if Go grandma, I don't know if she watches all She basketball. knows, she probably knows ball. She knows more <laughs> about basketball than Lenardi. I'm sure. <laughs> um, true. All right. Episode 151 will be next week. Twitter space is likely after the game, unless I completely forget that it exists, but I'm sure I'll remember. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Illinois, I'm sure that uh, Zach will be telling you on Twitter to, to do it. So beat the uh, beat the Buckeyes, and we will uh, see you next time. Later. <laughs>